When you discovered the law of attraction, you started to believe anything was possible. Life got better, much better. Now you want more, but it's not working. That's where the Manifest It Now show comes in. If you've been waiting for someone who can teach you the practical application to manifest quicker and easier while having more, turn the volume up because the dynamic duo, Cassie Parks and Ginny Gain, are ready to teach you how to live the law of attraction like they do. It's time to laugh and learn. Hello and welcome to this episode of Manifest It Now. I am here with Cassie Parks. And I am here with Jenny Gain, and, and we're both here with Elle Russ. Yay! Hi. Welcome, Elle. <laughs> Yay, so excited to be on. As I've said many times before, you guys are one of like four or five podcasts I regularly listen to, you know, as the host of two podcasts and doing this forever, but I don't miss an episode of your show. It lightens up every Sunday of mine and I just love it. I'm super fans. And for those of you listening, I have had Ginny and Cassie on my Primal Blueprint podcast uh, several times and just absolute fan favorite. So I'm honored to be here. Thanks. Yeah, yeah we're, we're honored to have you too. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I got last time we had you on it, so many people say how much they enjoyed the episode. So we're excited to have you back and we're excited to talk about writing. Um, and I love this topic for us three to have a round table about. So for listeners, that's what we're going to do. Elle has a new amazing program, um, which we will talk about because I think it is so cool. And I think there's a lot of power, which we'll get into in this episode about stepping in and getting it done as a writer. Um, and I think Jenny and I wouldn't say a lot of things like just get it done, maybe some, but um, I think writing, it's a really powerful way to leverage LOA and to step into who you want to be. And so I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah. So. Um, first, Cass, what are you excited about? I am excited about the weather. It is in the 80s and 90s. And so it's even better to be in the pool. And I'm <sighs> just excited. It feels like summer is is here for you're sure. Not, you're not freezing when you get in your pool. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love how weather right now seems to be at the top of everyone's appreciations and what they're excited about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. And yeah. what about you, Elle? What are you excited about? You know, I'm excited about a couple of courses I've created. You know, one, we're going to talk about the writing program, and then I have a confidence course coming up as well in the fall. And, you know, I've been doing one-on-one -on -one coaching for a while. So I've been wanting to kind of gear towards courses. And then I finally decided, like, you know, let me bite the bullet. My friend Leslie Clanky has, like, a, a coaching program for coaches who want to do courses. Yeah. And here's this interesting thing about that is, and this is to anyone out there who's a coach, coaches need coaches, right? I've coached with Ginny before um, privately. You know, Cassie's given great advice to me in the past, too. But this this was one of those things where I wanted to be held accountable, even though the technical information that she's giving, I could have called up a friend who does a course and probably learned it. But I was like, no, 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 I am jumping in here because I also want to be on a timeline and want to be held accountable. So um, I'm like three weeks into her program and I was already like, I got two courses. I mean, maybe I'm a little bit ahead of the game. Just I'm already in the mix as a coach. But so that's been really fun for me. Those two things, you know, just being held accountable for my own thing and then creating finally something I've been looking forward to do. Yeah. Yay. It's really about like living what we're teaching teaching, right? We do, we, we all experience the other side of what we're talking about as well, which is super cool. Yeah. It's awesome. What are you yeah. excited about, Jen? 
Well, we have friends coming into town this weekend, so that's been a first in a while, like, you know, over a year. <laughs> so that's super <laughs> exciting. It's Pride this weekend in our little town, so we're going to be having some Pride time, and it's just exciting to feel that social part, yeah, getting out. Yay. Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. All right, well, let's jump in. For listeners, this is going to go a couple of episodes because we have a lot to cover, and I think there's really valuable stuff here for you. So let's just start with this. Um, Elle, what what is your experience with writing? Tell us all about it. Cause you, you write a lot of things, which is cool. And one of the things I love about you. <laughs> so do you, you're a prolific writer, man. Talk about it, get it done. Um, you really do. You know, uh, this was accidental in my life. So it's not like I, you know, went through college and thought I'm going to be a writer. You know, I was sort of landed in my lap and it started with me um, literally getting my arms disabled and being like, Oh God, I have to use my voice. And then that leading me to being like, well, I always wanted to be an actor and a performer. So I guess I could can use my voice there. Let me start. I could do voiceovers. And again, this is LOA. You put a foot forward, right? The end result was never, I'm going to be a speaker and a writer and all this stuff. It was just, right. this is one thing I love doing. I, it's something I can do with my voice. I, it'll keep me happy and laughing because it's comedy, sketch comedy. And then that moved into, hey, to my comedy buddy, we've been writing sketches. Let's, let's blow it up. Have you written a sitcom? Went forward, kept going. And, you know, again, when people ask me, how'd you get here? I'm like, well, you could call it accidental, you know, because it wasn't ever planned. But at the same time, in hindsight, it seems perfect and it's unfolding. But again, this was LOA. I didn't go, what is this going to get me in the future? I was like, I just need to use my voice and I'm going to do something fun that I'm passionate about. And that, and then again, the, the foot in front of the other, as you know, just unfolding and it unfolded and, you know, I ended up here. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I guess, you know, back yeah. in college, it, it might've been indicative. People would come to me to be like, can you look over my paper? Or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm writing to apply to this, you know, abroad program. Can you take a look at at it. And I was always really good at kind of looking at their thing and analyzing it and mm-hmm. sort of like telling them how to do it. And then people would be like, oh, you should be a writer. And I remember being like, no, ugh, no, thanks. <laughs> I, I rejected it for sure. So it's funny that I am that now because so it kind of makes sense. Maybe there was a natural inherent proclivity to it. I had to write a lot in college because I was a philosophy major. You write a lot of papers. But mm-hmm. again, maybe that's just some sort of inherent second nature about me that I just didn't recognize or didn't actually have the passion to be compelled to do. But it was something I had a skill at. Yeah. Well, I love what you first said, like that skill, but also I think to be a writer, you don't, you don't have to have been trained as a, like, you don't have to be an English major. You follow, like you said, what's this passion? What is this? Oh yeah. I want to write versus, you know, this big thing about becoming a writer. I love how too, that we know that when we're thinking about the big, biggest picture or whatever, we're not in alignment with that yet because we haven't gone through the process to get there yet. That's so writing felt like, no, 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 thank you. But yeah, mm-hmm. this feels good, even though yeah. it's all part of the same path. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, Jen, what about um, your experience in writing? Listeners probably know, but I think this is a good yeah. good um, glimpse into us too as writers. Um, I mean, I really loved writing you're gonna, you guys are gonna like poetry. So when I was younger, that's how I started. Like I would just like mm-hmm. randomly get these little things come to me, just little inspirations and I'd write it down and I'd love it. And I still do that every once in a while. That's what, that's like the funnest part of writing to me. And then when I started to get into coaching and teaching, it it's almost like there's this message that wants to come through. And that's the reason that that writing feels so good to me. Is it just, there's something that wants to be expressed basically. Mm-hmm. And, and the writing is a great vessel for that, as well as coaching and speaking and like what we do on the podcast. So same as Al, it certainly wasn't my plan or 
something I thought I was good at, even anything like that. It just felt like it was a part of whatever I'm meant to do and be in the world. Yeah. Amazing. And what about you, Cass? Um, you know, I think I have nine books on Amazon at this point, both fiction and nonfiction. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and for me, that was really um, still that step forward, that step forward. You know, I wrote my first um, book. We'll get into this a little later. I had written two books before I wrote those books that are on Amazon. And it was just part of the process. And again, that thing that I wanted to share, I was um, I didn't love writing in school. I think I was OK at it, but I didn't love it. <laughs> but I like Jenny had that poetry. Um, like if I pull out, I have a bunch of boxes I just got from my parents' house and, you know, you can pull it out and find little like poetry and notes and stuff like that. And so that's really where it started for me. But I did definitely didn't love English and I didn't think I would really be a writer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. And I, and I, I mean, that's interesting that we, have, that none of us started, you know, knowing that or having that sense of clarity. Yes. And no one on here is classically trained as a writer, right? Right. right. And, and that, that's another great point too. Cause yeah. like you said, you don't have to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, which is what I wanted our audience to hear <laughs> because <laughs> I think so many people get caught in that, yes. that don't even let that inspiration, which we're going to get into some of how our inspirations have come. And like Elle said, the next fun thing, the next fun thing, but some people just block that because well, like I can't be a writer. And so I really want you guys to hear from us. Like that was none of our path or we weren't trained or any of that. So, which it's awesome if you are, but you don't have to be. Uh, so Elle, I think everyone on the show is pretty familiar with our LOA experience and what we do. Give us the synopsis of sort of your LOA journey, your, that, your yeah, LOA since journey. About, since about 2006, 2007, that's roughly when I started to learn about the law of attraction and then jumped in full force and, you know, read every book I could on the topic of the power of the subconscious mind and creating your own reality. Um, and so I can say that it's changed my life in ways Wow. I mean, it's basically, it's when I really started to have fun and love my life in ways I had not before. And my purpose and path became clear, even if only the first step of it, right? I couldn't see the step where I am Mm -hmm. now, but things started to be like in motion and and then it all unfolded. And I kept practicing. I actually got a coach at the time who, you know, I still have 15 years who I looked up law of attraction coaches at the time and, you know, interviewed with people. And I was like, I really want to get into this and be held accountable and and talk with someone about it. So I did all of the work. I did the vision boards. I did the thing. And I tell you, and you know it too, once you manifest something and you experience the magic of it, then you're like, oh boy. And you know, you just want to keep going. And it's not that there weren't moments in life when you kind of start to go spiral another direction, you got to recover and kind of get back into the magic that that's happened a couple of times over the years with me, but that's really when, so I've been doing this for years and, and like, you know, and like you guys preach, it is a constant practice. I mean, that's why you have your enchanted circle. You have your group and coaching you guys, both of you, because this is something you need to be attentive to, or else you just kind of sway into the limbo whatevers. And I think that where I was before was not total victim, but a little bit like, oh, what can I get into? Like, why is this like just so like everything, you know, if I could just and it was like not as much victim me. Well, I guess it was. It was a little bit like things are happening to me and damn it. And why can't I? Because I didn't know that I had a part in it. And I think this relates back to me as a kid hoping there was some kind of magic and, you know, like feeling like there was because I used to win contests a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, 
every contest. So I, I felt the LOA magic. I didn't realize that was LOA at the time. Yeah. So then when I got older and learned about it, I was like, oh my God, this is the magic. This is the kind of stuff that, that I thought existed, but didn't know how. And look, I have a, a degree in philosophy. I've been always trying to pursue, like, what does this mean? And for me, it comes back to, again, the general principles of law of attraction that you guys teach, which is you do have a part in creating your own reality. And the sooner you get to that, if I, if I could mention like no regrets in life, but if I could say, man, I wish I would have learned about this sooner. So when I meet young kids, you know, kids, when I meet kids, you know, people in their twenties or something that are learning about law of attraction, I'm like, Oh, yay. I'm like, yay for you because you got like 20 years on me. Right. When, or whatever it was that it took me to learn. So that's how I feel about the law of attraction. And it's again, something that I also use when I'm doing life coaching with people, because again, these, these stumbling blocks come up and you have to address them. And it's usually because they don't feel they have power to create. Yes. I love that. Um, all right, Jenny, tell us the story like of your first book. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) We probably did a long time ago. You don't have to give a full synopsis. Just tell us a little bit for today. Okay. So, uh, the champion mindset. So that was the first book I wrote and I, I worked with a coach, a writing coach, and I went through a program and it was extremely, I I mean, who knows, but I, part of me does think I wouldn't have got it done without that structure in place and that support. Um, Once I had someone help me with the structure, filling in the blanks worked effortlessly. Like that's the stuff that I know. That's the stuff that comes through. And it was really easy. It was just kind of for me putting it together and having that system to follow to, to write a book. But I think we're going to talk about this a little bit more as we come up, but it was a, it was only, it was a few months that it all came together. It was one of my favorite parts times in my business ever is, is when I was writing that because I was so inspired. I was in inspiration so much. Mm-hmm. So it was one of my favorite times, even before it was published, even before it was anything, even before anyone read it, I loved writing it. And I remember being at the cottage with my family and like I was known or I have this <laughs> my friends and family see me or maybe they used to see me as like someone that doesn't work a lot right just Ginny just has fun and enjoys life her her life is like a vacation and I would be bringing my computer up to write like I'd be getting up in the mornings and writing and they're just like whoa what are you doing like <laughs> who is this <laughs> yeah so it that was my experience writing that book for general yeah I love that and why why did you decide to write that first book? Like, was was it inspiration? Was it? It was like, I, it was almost like I needed to, like, it wasn't, it didn't, it, I, obviously it was a choice, but it was a choice to say yes to something bigger calling me mm-hmm. for sure. It was like, this is what I want the world to know. If, if they want it, if they want to know it, I want to help them know it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love that. Um, how about you, Elle? Tell us like the story of writing your first book. So, well, the first book was interesting, but I'll quickly say that as an adult, when I got into sketch comedy, the first thing I actually had to write that had to be held accountable for and possibly then perform live on stage was sketch comedy. And uh, boy, I look back at my first sketch. It's a disaster. Like, it, it's a disaster, guys. Like, and again, this is where this is where there are certain things about writing that formulas matter particularly when you talk about TV and film and things like that. So I had to sort of like learn a little bit about that. That's the only real class I took on writing was a sketch comedy, the sketch comedy class. But the first book, and this is very LOA, and I know you guys will know this. So I was already writing stuff and doing sketch comedy and trying to pursue the entertainment industry. And I had fixed or was about to fix my, no, I had fixed my first bout of hypothyroidism. I had two in 10 years. 
and I was walking with a friend and, um, they said, you know, you should like, maybe you should, you should probably like, you know, a lot about this. Like you should probably write a book on it. Mm-hmm. This was my response. And this is why I'm not surprised that the, that book was the first thing that showed up. That was a money-making endeavor versus anything else, because I completely threw it away. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Someday when I'm done doing all this other stuff, mm-hmm. see how, but you see how like that comment was so like, oh yeah, that'll, that's going to happen with no resistance. Just like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. I'll do that mm-hmm. down the road. Like there was no, like, I don't, it was just a throwaway comment no resistance where maybe the other stuff was like, I want this so badly. Why can't, mm-hmm. why isn't anyone buying my screenplay? You know, what a difference in energy that was just like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. So, and I'm not surprised that that was the thing that was the first sort of major, you know what I mean? Like money profession endeavor with writing. And so, um, and I had a great experience with my first book and, and honestly, I, I manifested like probably the best publishing deal that people ever get. I got way more money than most uh, authors do because I went direct to the publisher. And that was very funny because I had people say things to me like, but it's so hard because like, then you have to get an agent and then you have to get a publisher. And I go, not, uh, that's not my experience. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, worked for me. So I'm also an example of possibilities that go against the norm of what people are teaching in terms of process. Yes. yes, I love that. What about um, yes. what was your experience writing your first book? Uh, well, I wrote it um, like not LOA. Um, <laughs> I mean, there were parts of it that were LOA, but I wrote it because at the time I wanted to be a speaker. And uh, somebody said, if you want to be a speaker, you have to write a book. And so in some ways is LOA, like stepping yeah. into that, but not really because it was really just to get that done and talk about get it done. I got it done because I think I had I like booked this. I want to say there were two weeks between when I got this speaking gig and then I wrote this book. Wow. And <laughs> wow. so, yeah, it's this little blue book. If anyone's ever been at Jenny's and I events, sometimes I pull them out and, and give them out. Vintage Cassie Parks. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) love it, but, um, you know, it was, it was the, I would say most of it was the push while maybe I could justify and say part of it was stepping in. It was mostly push Mm -hmm. and it was a push to do that because somebody had said that it wasn't based on inspiration. Mm -hmm. The formula was definitely inspired and came to me in a beach and, and all of that. So parts of it were, but but it was forced. And so it doesn't surprise me, like Elle said, doesn't surprise her how much money she made from the first one. It doesn't surprise me that that was not a great moneymaker or didn't really open a lot of doors for me because it was a lot of push. Yeah, I love that. So I know you all want to hear why we write more. You want to hear about writing based on inspiration. And we are going to bring that to you in our next episode. So have a wonderful week and uh, we'll see you all soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Go be awesome. Thank you for joining us on the Manifest It Now show, where you learn how to leverage the law of attraction to manifest your dreams. Now that you're inspired, share the love and review us on iTunes. While you're there, remember to subscribe.